Hey everybody, welcome to the Magic Jukebox Podcast. I am your host, Dave Benash, and this is an episode of TalkBox that we did live on Facebook just a few minutes ago, in fact. Um, the beginning of the episode was a bit uh, corrupted, so I'm going to spare you all of that nonsense, and we're going to jump right in to the um, show. Uh, this episode is episode 95 of the Magic Jukebox podcast, and my special guest this evening was Miss Mary Satoli, and we were discussing uh, the fa- Find Your Bliss Foundation. And um, so, welcome, Mary, and uh, we're going to go. I'm going to begin by playing one of her songs here, and um, and we'll come back with the regular uh, episode right after the song. After the darkness is over, after the battle is won, no more fear for me to run from, only the shells from the empty guns. I never saw the enemy for who they really were. I only saw a friend still standing where the dust had barely stirred Returned from the abyss Emerging grace and awakening kiss Darkness held my hand Evil wins when we don't take a stand Into the light I rise Where return from abyss begins The screaming voices in my head You ever understood Your demons dark and lonely too You held on tight like no one could Returned from the abyss Emerging grace and waiting kiss Darkness held my hand And evil back and um well now my mic is on i uh, didn't have my mic on earlier uh yeah this is uh loads of fun yeah <laughs> we seem to find something i can do to be crazy um so my mic is on right now hey there we go so you should be able to hear me out there i have a new mic that's what i was saying earlier i have a new mic but more importantly than having a new mic we have i have a guest with us this evening and uh, her name is Mary Satoli, and there she is on your screen for everybody to see. And she's here to talk about the Find Your Bliss Foundation. So, Mary, it is so nice to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, David. It's a pleasure. Well, this is lots of fun, and, you know, I've been doing a bit of reading about the Find Your Bliss Foundation, but uh, 
I suppose I'm not the expert here. That would be you. So would you please tell us about what this is all about? Well, uh, the Failure Bliss Foundation was uh, an organization I put together to create awareness uh, on uh, psychiatric prescription drugs in particular, um, mainly a class of drugs that I ended up getting uh, dependent on, which is also happening to millions of other people who are particularly unaware that the drugs are what's causing a lot of their health problems, like in my case. And so we have programs, YouTube videos, educational blogs, all kinds of things that we provide for people who are trying to slowly taper off these drugs because if they go too quickly, it can be very dangerous and it can cause heart attacks, seizures, strokes. Um, they're a very deadly drug and we're not being well informed about any of these medications really. It's, it's a lot of big business and big money. So. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's a problem that a lot of uh, a lot of us are facing, or a lot of Americans, especially, are facing. Um, you know, right now with all with all kinds of prescription medication, because so many times doctors prescribe these medications to us, and we don't necessarily need them, or they are not necessarily the the healthiest thing in the world for us uh they're you know usually some other way to um solve the same problem that's a much safer and natural way which is something that a lot of us are learning the hard way uh, myself included um you know a lot of us who have gone through this uh this withdrawal hell it's been uh, a lesson in perseverance and patience as far as the healing um sometimes years in a lot of cases where some of these symptoms don't go away and it's uh, the point that people lose their jobs, uh, their businesses, their relationships, friendships. It, it really uh, had a huge, huge impact on my life. Um, I don't even think that you're really cognizant of how much it's really impacting until you, you get into this really deep pit with all of it. and. It is hell getting out. It really is. And I take this public because it is happening to so very many people and I want to uh, create awareness about it so that they are not alone because you feel really alone with this. The doctors don't believe it. And some of it is that they don't want to it because they've got huge liability involved with drug, you know, and the, and the whole thing is just messed up. I mean, the the pharmaceutical companies have basically covered their butt, coming and going with legal lawsuits and things, and you just can't touch them. They've got too much money, and it it's really is uh, because uh, they knew about drugs back as far as find as far back as maybe the eighties maybe sooner i think in in some cases yeah yeah so so what is the uh, foundation all about what are you trying to achieve with that the education i guess uh, if we can't uh stop the pharmaceutical companies obviously they have too much power and money and uh, then the key is to get to people and educate them because the problem that we're up against is is like myself is that once you get a dependency on these drugs there's sort of a denial that uh, goes along with taking them because you can't really believe that something that's this hardcore and causing this many problems could be legal to prescribe for any length of time and you know we've invested uh, this campaign they've got is brainwashed a lot of it, believing our doctors so when we have people call in uh, or email us or whatever that uh, need help and they're just frantic. They don't want to believe us. They, they're like, well, my doctor said that it's impossible for this to, to be happening. Well, I'm here. It's not. Yeah. That are going through it, that have been through it, that are still recovering. Um, I'm still having a year and a half almost out. Uh, they're extremely tight muscles to the point that you cannot almost walk and electrical shocks and uh, just very strange things like I it's getting better but like for a long time I had absolutely no sensation of hunger or fullness you get this thing called benzo belly and you're swollen and those things last for a very long time and in some cases 
I know people that are eight years out from the drug and they still haven't lost those particular symptoms. So it's about educating the people and getting enough people out there with their stories that we can get to the people who are in the state of denial because there's a lot of reasons why you don't want to believe it. For one thing, it's scary. <laughs> it's like terrifying to find out what these drugs do and what the withdrawals like. Secondly, um, working. And so when you start to come off, you have almost worse than you went first place. The anxiety is 10 times worse. I mean, when I first started tapering from this, I felt like I was going to jump off a 10-story building. The anxiety was so bad. And you just feel like somebody took a hypodermic needle and filled you full of fear, just shot you up with fear. And it, and you think it has to be something else because, and so you take more, which is what ends up happening with the, the uh, dependency. And then when it works, we think, well, it was just our anxiety and we need to be on the medication, but it's not. You go into what's called tolerance withdrawal. And so a particular dose, and even if you take it as needed, eventually you will have tolerance withdrawal symptoms and you have like what they call benzo flu. I went down with several things that I thought were bad infections and it was from the drug. It's your body adapt because you can no longer calm yourself because this benzo particular is the amount of GABA to your brain and your neurotransmitters. When you take that away and you no longer have the ability to produce GABA on your own, you have goes into a state of shock and you start putting out a ton of uh, glutamine or glutamic acid which converts to glutamine which is your excitatory neurotransmitters that cause all this frantic feeling, the anxiety, all this stuff, this ramped up feeling and it takes a really long time for all that to come back online even after you're off the drug. I, I never myself personally would have believed that they could unless I'd have gone through it myself. And that's why I'm doing this, because if I can take my music and um, create awareness with what I do, the first song that, that, that you played is about my withdrawal. It was about coming back from the dark place that all of us go through when we come off these drugs. And uh, it was about a very, very dear friend of mine who stood by me through the whole thing and, and just he didn't understand completely, but he hung in there when a lot of people walked away. They just didn't, you know, you, you're really needy coming off these drugs and you need a lot of support. You need a lot of emotional um, nurturing because you're just, your whole system goes haywire. Just entirely everything, your hormone system, your immune system, everything goes haywire. And it's, uh, it's really horrible. And talking about it, they just keep running their drug commercials and, you know, people keep popping pills and in prescriptions worldwide of this stuff. Just the benzos. That doesn't include antidepressants and other psychiatric medications, too. So it's a thing. It really is a horrible thing. And um, the people that come off these things are warriors. Um, they're some of the strongest people I have ever known and will ever know because your own. There are no programs to support this. You're on your own when you try to come off. There's plenty of things. You can go to any doctor. They're easy to get on. That's what they want. They want clients for life, you know? Yeah. So it's big business. Yeah, it is a big business. And it's uh, it's kind of sad sometimes that, um, you know, the there seems to be no sense of empathy or no sense of um, morality with some of these companies they really don't care who they hurt as long as they get their paycheck and um the you know the thing that people have to remember is that these drugs are they're chemicals they're things that are not necessarily good for your body they may technically solve the problem temporarily or or even permanently but you know you have to consider the costs and it seems like you had to pay a pretty serious price for the little bit of help you got from uh, from that drug. Yeah, I, I am fortunate that I have a lot of wonderful friends that have helped me, but there's a lot of people that don't. And uh, I know some people, all of myself included, I did end up homeless for a while when I was really sick. 
But at that point, I didn't know it was from the benzos. I assumed it was from a parasitic infection. But I'd had so many things happen that it's a thousands of dollars in medical bills. And uh, recently, you know, you just can't find an attorney to take your case because they can't make enough money off the case. They're too expensive to try, and you need expert witnesses. And then because you don't physically look like in my case, I look pretty healthy. And, you know, I have to stick to a pretty micromanaged uh, routine. I, I swim every day and I do yoga and I meditate. But it's like if I had to do anything um, that was thrown at me, a curveball at me that would require me to react quickly, my, my reaction time and everything is still skewed. And I'm still uh, very fragile. My nervous system is, is shot from the drugs. And I don't know honestly how much of that is going to come back. Uh, like I said, I've talked to other people that, that are eight years out and they're still having similar problems to what I'm having. So that's kind of disheartening to hear for a lot of us because uh, I want to believe. Yeah, I understand. Um, so how is the foundation um, set up to, to help people that are going through these withdrawals? Well, um, we have a website. We actually have a couple different websites. Um, our uh, main website is uh, www.followyourblissfoundation.org. And uh, I guess we can post some of these links or something. I've sent them out to quite a few people. So if they want to get a hold of us and they have a friend or family member that needs help, we help aspects. We have counseling programs. We have, as I said, a website with all kinds of YouTube videos uh, talking about diet, coping skills, how to get off, you know, meditation, yoga, supplements. Um, a lot of people coming off these drugs are highly sensitive, so they can't handle a lot of supplements like a lot of people. Some people are reactive to even B vitamins. Uh, they tend to overstimulate the system. I'm getting to a point where I can tolerate a lot more of it. There's some days I still have to be pretty careful. And so all of these programs, I have blogs that I've written, uh, quite a few of them on my website. Uh, we have taper programs. We can teach you how to do liquid tapers and make your own. In fact, I just posted on my YouTube video today, um, I put up bottles and stoppers and syringes on our site. So you can order the, the kit separately and we can teach you how to there's a mortar and pestle and you can grind your own medications and we can teach you how to put them in olive oil and mix them so you can taper the stuff very, very slow because if you go too fast, which this is the big problem is a lot of these doctors don't even know how to get people off of them and they don't have the time because it's so with a lot of these people because they're flipped out. They tend to ruminate over the same things and so it takes a lot of patience to deal with it. And frankly, a lot of people just don't have that patience. And I get it. Um, it's hard for those of us when we're in the depths of it to understand why people don't understand. Uh, so that's what the program's for. And then we have a Patreon uh, page. It is uh, patreon.com backslash follow your bliss foundation. You can go there if you want to get involved and you can become a member. Music all goes to support the program. You can get a membership for as little as a dollar a month. P3 and access to our site and all of the information. Plus uh, $10 is a CCD and an MP3 and then you get access to uh, my music videos and all my new music. Uh, for $25, you get to hear the music podcast. And so there's kind of a whole lot of fun things on there. Um, the, the larger memberships get you credits and stuff on videos and that sort of thing. So it, it just depends on, on how much you want to get involved. But I try to encourage people to give at least a dollar because it's a lot of these people that are coming off these drugs like myself, they lose everything. They can't work. They have no money. And uh, I think it's really taxing the disability system because I didn't know at the time, but I think that a lot of people like myself, ability for other things. In my case, I had a blackout and I fractured my my left orbit, fell face first into the floor after 
dehydrating really bad from what I thought was the infection, but I was reacting to a homeopathic remedy I should have reacted that way to. And the doctors are just scratching their head because they can't figure out what's wrong with you. They know it's not normal, but they don't understand what it is. And I went through like 15 years of that while I was on the drug. And so now it's, uh, um, uh, it's just disheartening to know that, that uh, they own our, our healthcare system. And this is happening to a lot of people. And I don't think it's just these particular drugs. I think that, that we've just a quick fix and uh, they're giving us one to the tune of trillions of dollars, you know, a year. And we don't, you know, we don't know the consequences. We really don't know the consequences of all this stuff. These studies, if you're familiar with uh, Robert Whitaker, he wrote Anatomy and Illness and uh, Mad in America is a newsletter that he puts out online. Uh, you guys can Google him. You can find out a ton of information about how these studies have been thrown to make the pharmaceutical companies look like and in actuality they're just paying a lot of people off to falsify the uh, information so he he actually i listened to a podcast of his uh oh and he was talking about i think it was his second book that they they had an eye on him and they were trying to discredit him and no one was buying his books. So he stuck his neck out and he's an incredibly smart man. He's won awards for his journalism. And honestly, I don't think any of us would information and the websites that he has, if it weren't for Robert Whitaker, I, I'm really impressed with the work he's done. And anybody who doesn't know who he is, which is a big surprise, check out his work because it's an eye opener. It was for me. Yeah. But Whoa, uh, we said that I need to check uh, in too. That I need to check in too. Um, boy, I'm getting bad boy, feedback on myself here. I don't know if you can hear that out there, um, but yeah, I'm getting bad feedback on myself. But um, yeah, that's uh, something to look into. Um, is there? I, I know I have some. Uh, I have some other musicians and people that listen to um, the show and that tune into the show. If somebody wanted to uh, participate by providing some sort of art or some sort of music foundation to help raise money, um, is that something that would be welcomed? Um, we have a shop on our website that uh, I sell CDs. I have a friend that sells books, and we've invited other artists to uh, display their stuff in our shop and all we ask is that they give a certain percentage of anything that we sell on our site but we're, we're very open um, and they can contact me through our website it's just uh, follow your bliss foundation at yahoo.com and or they can call me all that's on the website so uh, we're happy to take donations in the way of supporting us with your art very happy to yeah Great. that's awesome um, I for those of you tuned in out there, um, the websites that Mary was talking about are up on the screen. I've had them up on the screen pretty much the whole time. And then directly below there, you'll see two phone numbers, but it's actually one phone number. Um, it's 951-IMAGIC, also 951-462-4425. So if you wish to call in and uh, talk about the Find Your Bliss Foundation or anything else that we've been talking about, I'd be glad to... Um, take your call on that um we're going to take a quick break here we're going to play another song and we're going to come back and hopefully we'll be able to talk a little bit more about your new music because i love new music it's one of my favorite things okay. in the world so yeah, and I love new music so it's fun yeah so hang tight and if like i said if you want to call in please do the uh, phone numbers will stay on the screen for the next screen as well so here we go. I'm going to change over there, and we're going to play a song that's called Reach. And uh, this is another new song by Mary. So we'll come back after the song. Bring down the avalanche, let them hear our mighty roar. We can't afford a second chance They'll just take what they took before 
Winter gives us spring The freedom bells will ring We'll make it better than before If we only reach, reach, reach For the heavenly light There'll be no more fears There'll be no more tears to if we only reach Raise up our consciousness Let them see our brilliant light Let's show our strength in the power of one Our souls will soon unite They'll just tell you it's a dream But as distant as it seems We'll make it better than before If we only reach, reach, reach For the heavenly light There'll be no more fears There'll be no more tears to if we only reach October to Northwest Georgia. It's Caldera Fest 2017. The biggest pagan music festival in the United States is back for its second year, featuring over 20 of the world's best in pagan music, including Spiral Dance, To Are the Deer, Kelly Mays, Rowena of the Glen, Witches Mark, Tricky Pixie, Kellyanna, David Wood, Kiva, and many more. Five days of fun and festival in the Georgia mountains, October 5th through to the 9th, 2017. Tickets are available now, www.calderafest.com. All right, I just wanted to talk to everybody real quick. You know, we do have Caldera Fest coming up really soon, uh, coming up this October, in fact. And, um, sorry, I've got a little background weird noise there. Uh, coming up this October, um, and uh, we had a challenge that I put out a little while back uh, for us to sell 250 tickets by May 31st. And, uh, well, for those of you with a calendar out there, it is not May 31st anymore. It is June 1st, and we did not make that goal. Um but that's all right. Caldera Fest tickets are still on sale. And uh, But if you remember, we were doing a deal where we were, uh, buy two tickets, get one free. And if you bought that package before May 31st, you had a chance to upgrade your tickets to VIP for free. Well, I have some amazing news for some very lucky people out there. So I'm going to post that up here and... Uh, I'll also make the announcement and let them know via email uh, a little bit later tonight. But here we go. The VIP upgrade winners are Anthony Carey, Mariva McDaniel, and Ketchel Carey. So you guys will be upgraded to VIP tickets, and uh, I will get that information out to you in just a little bit. 
but uh, we're going to be coming back with Mary here right now. Here we go. And uh, we're going to talk some about your new music that you have. I love new music. Hang on. Okay, you. muted. There we go. You're an aficionado. I had you muted, so sorry about that. I was getting the background oh, okay. noise, so. Um, so please. Tell I guess us we have to go back to like the other day. <laughs> no, no, we're we're good. Um, so tell us about the new music. What? Uh, well, that song you just heard well, was called "Reach," and that is some new music, yes. Right. Both of the tracks you played so far from the new, new CD. It's called uh, "Return from the Abyss." And we're getting ready to release the third track here in about a week or two. I was hoping to have it in time for the show, but my engineer is, uh, well, he's a rocket scientist too. And so he uh, he works at some Air Force base out in California and he ha works a lot of hours. So he does my mixing for me when he has time. And uh, <clears throat> we've been a little slow getting the third uh, track done. So uh, yeah, it's been, um, a labor of love for me because this is ultimately kind of what uh, the Follow Your Bliss Foundation was founded on. The name of it came from. Uh, one of the things that I strongly believe is that not enough of us are in our lives following you know, our true joy, our happiness, what gives us bliss. For me, it's always been music since I was a really little kid. Uh, like I started playing at 11 piano and uh, later picked up the flute and started writing music and singing. And I think a lot of people um, are really unhappy in this world. And that's why we're taking all these drugs, you know, because we're having to, you know, numb ourselves down from the world, which has become this uh, just angst place for a lot of people. Uh, I am really working on uh, my own inner journey through this whole thing with meditation and yoga and getting back to my music as a, as a way to heal myself and help other people. Because I think when you're doing your bliss and when you're doing what makes you happy, you give joy to other people through doing those things. And that was why I named the foundation, uh, Follow Your Bliss Foundation. Um, enough of us know what we want or know what we want to do. And I've been one of those fortunate people that I guess I, I knew uh, fairly early on what I wanted to do. I wanted to do music. I never really thought I would do a, uh, make a profession out of it or uh, do it professionally. It, it never really occurred to me. I just started playing because I, I love music. I have an older sister, as you know, who has a project that uh, um, was involved in music theater, musical comedy, ballet, uh, phenomenally talented person herself. And she uh, was sort of my my mentor in many, many respects because I learned from watching her. And I I think I, as a little kid, because she was enough older that I would I would remember going to a lot of her, um, her musical comedy shows and I'd memorize all the songs. You know, there are a lot of things most people never are exposed to at that early age. So I was fortunate. I, I learned by watching. And uh, uh, I think it's served both of us well in that, you know, during, we've had our struggles, uh, definitely both of us with it, but I think it, it's also saved us from a lot of life's uh, uh, difficult, you know, the, the difficult parts of the journey. I, I know on many, many days that I can be um, really down in the dumps and, and have a hard time dealing, especially now with some of the symptoms I have left and just really get frustrated and I'll sit down in front of my my keyboard and sing and play or uh, record some stuff, whatever I can do to distract myself to get my mind in a better place with it. Because uh, that's what it really takes to recover from this stuff and stay focused. And I think in general in the world, we all need to find that, shift that focus of, of awareness because we're uh, spending a lot of time focusing on the negative things. And that's one of the things my songs are about, empowerment. Uh, reach is about us coming together as uh, spiritual beings and and light beings to be able to uh, connect uh, through music or whatever it is you do that you bring to the world. Uh, 
I think it's important. We're not uh, spending enough time. And I think that's why we're needing so many drugs to cover up and try to keep going. And I learned a really, really hard lesson that I, I think I was trying to be something I wasn't in this world. And when I got away from my bliss, and I was listening to too many people that you need to be this and you need to be that, but it's not who I am. You can't be something you're not. And uh, I tried to go to school and serve my parents' wishes, and it went really bad for me in a, in a place in my life. And that's what happens, I think. So somehow, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it's hard to make a living, but, you know, you still do it because you love to do it. Uh, it's not about the living for me. It's about doing the right thing and about helping other people through what I do. So that's essentially what the, the Return From Your Bliss CD is about. It's a collection of things that I wrote during my recovery and um, and some older things that, that have been written um, a while ago as well as like in the last decade because, I mean, there was a lot to write about going through this. <laughs> you know, relationships that went awry and uh, friendships that, that were strong, strengthened because of it, uh, but I found out who my true friends were and I think that I met a lot of fabulous people from doing this organization. Just it happens to really, really good people. There's a lot of really good people that just get a real bad rap with these drugs. So I wanted the music to go to something worthwhile, and uh, I spent many, many months uh, just kind of hanging out, hibernating, and putting a lot of my creative energies. And it's really what's gotten me through, and it's what gets us through everything: is having hope and having some something to reach for so that's kind of what this this project's been about for me yeah that's um you know oddly enough it's it's one of the reasons that i i fell in love with pagan music is that it has so much power and it has um you know such an ability and, and music i've always loved music I've, I've been a fan of music my entire life um you know i grew up with uh listening to what my parents listened to the beatles and and elvis and Creedence clearwater revival and and all that stuff and but it's always you feel really old now because <laughs> you're telling me your parents listened to all this stuff and i'm like well that's the stuff i listen to <laughs> well you know and, and, but you know even through even through high school when other people were listening to um you know Tony Basil and Poison and stuff like that. I was still listening to the Beatles and and, and Creedence and and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff. And, and um, so you know, I, I had, I've always had a, a passion for music, but I've never had the ability really to to do anything with it. You know, um, excuse me. Well, bringing it to other people is a gift. Being able to bring it to other people is a gift. Yeah, so so when 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 the when the idea of the podcast came came to me after a conversation with a pagan musician, Kellyana, I, I knew that this is what I wanted to do, and I just needed to kind of tweak it a little bit to finally find my direction with it. And uh, I really like where it's taken me. I like the steps I've taken and the things I've done. So, in a way, you know, even though I'm not making music myself, I'm still I see it, the things I do for people, um, for musicians and for the people that watch and listen to my shows, uh, I, I'm, it's more like I'm providing a service. I'm bringing magic to you. You know, it's, it's uh, um, you know, musicians make the magic. I'm just a delivery service, but it, I guess it's just as important. <laughs> the magic delivery service. That's good. Yeah. Well, somebody, you know, somebody has to perform everything, you know, I mean, everybody has a gift and um, we all, you know, express those gifts in a different way. If we were all the same, it would be a very strange place to live, you know, and uh, I just think that was one of the things I learned about myself is, is that I, I got compared a lot to my older sister growing up and I didn't really have that uh, chance to, to really find my own identity until later in life. And when I finally did that, that was when I kind of blossomed into, you know, my own thing and finding what I did well, which is, is very different um, than her talents, you know. We both have very unique, different talents. So even though we both sing and we write, but they're different, you know. 
Yeah, so. there's there's some definite differences there. I, I can't say I'm really, really familiar, and I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about your sister because it's, this is your interview, not hers. But, um, you know, I can't say I'm that familiar with her stuff that she's doing, the musical theater type aspect of it. Um, but, you know, I, I am very familiar with the, with the rock band aspect of it, um, with, you know, what she did with Alchemy 7. So that was, yeah. uh, um, you know, so I... I you know, there's so much music out there, and there's so many musicians out there, people that have done really amazing things over the years that, uh, you know, I have a very extensive pagan music collection. Some of it's hanging on the wall right here next to me. And, but the, I, I, I honestly can say that maybe I have 10, maybe 15% of everything that's ever been out there. Because and that's a lot, <laughs> you know, because there's so much of it out there, and I, I discover more and more and more every day, and and that's really remarkable for a for an industry that really kind of only began. I want to say the late '70s to early '80s is when the idea of neo paganism as a topic in music became anything close to even underground, let alone mainstream really heard of it until um, really my sister was doing some of the pagan fests I guess for a while and I hadn't really heard too much about pagan music I, I you know when I and I don't even remember how we connected because I don't know that I I really have a label for my stuff and call it pagan I suppose it fits in with the pagan consciousness but I just sort of it's kind of like religion to me I don't really um, have a label for anything I just am a spiritual being having a human experience like all of us and however you want to express that is just a label to me I don't have any um, any way of, of um, you know I just don't like to label things and so I was kind of unaware of the pagan thing all that much until uh, maybe the late 90s early turn of the century you know 2000 something like that but I didn't know it had been around that long. Is it? I mean, what was the beginning roots of it? Um, probably um, the the earliest recordings that I'm aware of are were from Gwydion Penderwin. Um, he recorded some albums in the early 80s. I want to say his first album actually came out, I believe, 79. And then he released another album in about 82 or 83. And then, unfortunately... He passed away a few years after that, but um, that was some of the earliest. Now, the earliest one that I remember hearing about was a, a cassette that you could only get in Salem, Massachusetts, and it was only available at Gypsy's shop, and uh, Gypsy was the name of the artist, and uh, she has, um, it was this album, the CD, or this cassette, I should say, was like a thing of legend for a while. It, it People said it existed, and I, I heard one of the songs that they said was on it, and it wasn't until probably uh, three years or so after I started the podcast that I even said, found out that yes, this thing really does exist, and, and it's a beautiful album. But that, you know, was a cassette that was being duplicated and duplicated and duplicated in the early to mid '80s. So. Um, Relatively speaking, the idea of pagan-themed music is relatively new. Now, there are some artists out there that were able to, I, I, don't, I don't really want to say sneak, but they were able to put pagan themes in their music and go mainstream with it, uh, especially bands like Jethro Tull. Uh, that was you know, probably the one of the more... And Led Zeppelin, too, to a smaller degree, although theirs is a little more on the fantasy side uh, than the blatantly pagan side. Uh, but, um, you know, like... That artist you talked about that the only place you could get it was in Salem. Did you have to go out there to get it, or would they at least ship it to you? I, <laughs> I You kind of know, crazy. I don't know. I, I mean, this is pre-websites. So as far as I knew, you had to go to Salem and go to a shop to buy a copy. And then, you know... It was had to be, you know, people would make copies of it and then, you know, send it to their friends and things like that. And before long, you had a really degraded, um, 
you know, a degraded copy of this cassette that had been copied, and it was like tenth generation from the original, and it sounded terrible. So, so those had to be some pretty dedicated fans to go all the way to Salem to get your music. I know people wouldn't probably do that today. Not as no, yeah. But you know, there there are some artists out there though that haven't released their albums on. Um, you know, that are still kind of living in the 80s in a way, the 80s or the early 90s, because they haven't, their music's not available as a digital download. It's not available on any streaming sites. It's not available other than buying a CD. And mm. unfortunately, the CD, uh, one I'm thinking of in particular, one copy of their CD, they're asking somewhere in the vicinity of 35 to $38 for the CD. Wow. And, and, uh, you know they're not probably not selling a lot of them, and I don't probably know if they, not. I don't know if they know what the current pagan music scene is like. Maybe they're just oblivious to it, and they think that this is the only way to sell CDs, and there's just no market for it anymore. But you know that's that's one of the one of my dreams, I suppose, is to eventually be able to be a distribution. You know, one of the many pipe dreams I have is to be able to be a distribution house for for some of these but you know set up some sort of distribu distribution system and to get the uh, get this music out there where it can be heard and that's a good uh, goal yeah, yeah shared and enjoyed but of course that requires money and that's something I don't have at the moment but uh, <laughs> at least not not that I can not, not enough that I can do anything like that with. but um, well we're just about to the end of our hour so um if you look on your screen, and I'm going to go ahead and read them out one more time, the websites to check out the Follow Your Bliss Foundation are www.followyourblissfoundation.org, and then the Patreon site is at patreon.com slash followyourblissfoundation. And Mary, it's been a real pleasure having you on this show. Um, Likewise. Yeah. you taking the time to Hopefully, uh, hopefully the, the listeners out there have enjoyed it. Um, I... I can't really watch i have i don't know if you guys have ever seen this i'm going to swing the camera over just a little bit and uh so some of you at home can see i'm currently working with three monitors and they're loaded with programs and i don't have enough i with three monitors i don't have enough space to uh to see everything that's going on so i'll have to respond to comments and things like that later um, I am disappointed that nobody called in to talk to us, but uh, that's okay. Um, maybe uh, I'll, I'll get some callers at some later date. And if you have comments or questions, feel free to message me. Uh, you can find me through the Magic Jukebox page or email me, magicjukebox at gmail.com. Mary, do you have an email address where people can contact you? Yes. Um, just follow your Bliss Foundation at yahoo.com, and you can find that through our site, and I'll answer emails or questions, anything uh, that you need. If you know somebody that needs our services, please pass this on. Well, that's wonderful. Um, again, thank you for being on the show. We're going to end the show with one more song. And uh, this is a brand new song. I just got it. actually haven't had a chance to hear it yet. So that's how exciting this is. Uh, this will be actually <laughs> my first time hearing this song. So... Uh, this is, song is called The Shadow, and you e emailed this to me the other night, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so thank you so much for tuning in out there. Thank you, Mary, for being here on the show. And uh, we're going to end the show with The Shadow by Mary Satoli, and we'll see you guys next time on The Magic Chewbox. Thanks a lot. Blessed be. a shimmer through the leaves and the shadow that rides on the breeze that washes over my soul so I can see see, see. your ship sets sail through my life like the gales of a storm out at sea
shadow in 